Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today's parable from Matthew's Gospel is likely a familiar one. However, I'd like to suggest that the reasons it is familiar are not the same reasons it should remain so. This is not another warning about who goes to hell and who gets to enjoy the bounty of heaven. This is not a parable for the self-righteous, but rather a parable that exposes all of us on a deep level. At its core, Jesus' words are about simple, undramatic gestures. Jesus offers a message that speaks both to our hands and our hearts. The first thing to notice is the simplicity of what Jesus outlines. I was hungry and you gave me food. Notice Jesus did not say, I was hungry and my hunger motivated you to notice the hunger of those around me who were also experiencing hunger. Thank you for starting the feeding program that provides sustainable food for this half of the neighborhood. Jesus said, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Notice that Jesus did not say, since you thoughtfully satiated my thirst, please now turn your resources to the clean drinking water project in Ethiopia. It is vital for the survival of so many members of my family. Jesus said, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Notice that Jesus did not say, I don't know if you've noticed, but you have a crisis on your southern border. While I appreciate the genuine welcome, I am quite disappointed that you haven't done a better job of canvassing elected representatives for a more thorough asylum process and educating local communities about best practices of hospitality. Jesus said, I was naked and you gave me clothing. Notice that Jesus does not say, you live in a society that is beholden to the power of the economic fluctuations of the market. Instead of serving manna, you serve mammon. I expect you, as a faithful disciple, to reject all societal norms that inundate you and live day in and day out in a way that is unquestioningly minimalistic. Jesus said, I was sick, and you took care of me. Notice Jesus did not say, I know you had a great deal planned for your golden years, but sometimes people get sick And we have to sacrifice everything in order to be their sole care provider. I expect for you to spend the next 12 years foregoing all of your needs and your very personhood to care for the spouse who no longer remembers your name. Jesus said, I was in prison and you visited me. But notice that Jesus did not say, I appreciate you visiting me in prison which made my day better. Take a look around. There are, countless other, there are countless reasons why others who share the confines of the walls with me have been placed here unjustly. If you really cared, you'd be working towards reforming the whole system that got us here in the first place. Now, obviously, 
I am exaggerating the six works of mercy for the purpose of intentionally poking at the false expectations we have read into these words from Jesus. In every example, Jesus focuses on the relationship that made an impact in the life of another. The relationship that made an impact in the life of another. Jesus asked us to care tenderly and thoughtfully for the very person standing in front of us. Nothing more, nothing less. And the most compelling clarity we have about this is the example of Jesus's life. Each of the experiences Jesus mentions were a part of his own journey. Jesus was hungry when he fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus was thirsty when he hung on the cross. Jesus was a stranger from the very beginning, and as John's prologue reminds us, the world received him not. Jesus came to us naked in the manger and left us naked on a cross. Jesus was sick in the garden as he prayed for his trials to pass him by. Jesus was in prison prior to his trial in front of Pilate. In other words, Jesus personally knew the depth of all of these afflictions. He intimately understood the layers of complex dysfunction and brokenness in the systems that humans created. His expectations of us are not to become magicians and make all of these things right in one lifetime. Rather, his hope is that we might do as he did. Simply see the person in front of us and be with them. Whatever mercy most looks like in that moment. Perhaps the harder part of this passage in our context of very accomplished, motivated, enlightened people is not to focus all of our efforts on seeking out the strangers who are hungry thirsty, in need of clothing, healing, and freedom. I'm not saying that progress is not good, or that we don't need the Charlie Mangs and the Jose Andreases of the world. We need them desperately. What I am saying is that there are lots of good people doing the work because they feel it is the right thing to do. But the invitation we heard this morning is different because it comes from Jesus. The cruciform shape of Jesus's life molds our life differently than one who sees a need and takes action to make that need go away. Jesus asks us to be with one another in the moments we are most in need of mercy, which is an ask of an entirely different kind. St. Michael's, I will miss you all more in these next couple of months than I can possibly articulate. And I will continue to gain the same strength from you that I do when I am in your midst because of who I know you all to be. In you, I have encountered a group of individuals who are working to develop the capacity to ask different questions of one another. Not simply church questions, but God questions. In you, I have encountered a group of individuals who are seeking to share not just what weighs on your to-do list, but what weighs on your heart. 
In you, I have encountered a people who are willing to show up and be with one another over a meal, with hands to clean, with hands to fix, with hands to hold, no matter the circumstances that life presents. In you, I have encountered a deep curiosity, both for the mystery of God's love and the power of God's mercy. In you, I have experienced a people who are not just willing, but delighted to be with one another, which is exactly what Jesus would have us do. Amen.